Welcome to the Verite Podcast. My name is Sheena Souza, and I am honored to share my truth with you. The truth as I know it, what I have discovered and am discovering along this journey of life. Some will be universal truths, and some will be entirely subjective. But my hope is that as you listen to this, you will discover your own truths as we are all living and loving and learning together. Welcome back to the podcast. Has anyone ever told you that you're so pessimistic or to stop thinking so negatively or why do you always go to worst case scenario in your mind? I've been told that a few times and I'd like to blame it on Haiti, to be honest. I'd like to say that, you know, moving to Haiti, you know, started that, but the truth is it only magnified my, my pessimistic, my negative tendencies in my thinking before. And, and when we moved to Haiti, it definitely magnified that. And there is definite value in trying to think positively and to shape our thinking and not to speak things out and to, you know, don't speak that into existence and that's not going to happen. Don't, don't, you know, name it, claim it, right? That whole mentality. Because you can definitely have a very negative, too negative mind. But something happened last night and I'd like to, to discuss it with you guys and take a look at it and perhaps reframe how we think negativity and how we can actually see that as an asset and not necessarily this bad thing or this flaw within us. It's actually, it can be a gift. Let me explain. So, so last night, my husband's been home for a week from his, he's kind of semi-retired now and he has put off a lot of things, you know, including, you know, family time and the kids and household chores. And he just hasn't had the brain capacity to, to, to give to certain priorities. And so it's been wonderful having him home. And he has just flourished since being home and actually having the brain space to to give of himself and to contribute. And I didn't realize, he didn't realize how much his his duties, his job duties were sucking the life out of him, sucking the capacity to to give of himself of the things that really matter. And it's been really eye-opening and wonderful this past week. And so he's been able to do things that he hasn't done in a while. And one of them is go hang with his buddies, hang with his friends. And so he he hasn't been able to hang with one of his closest friends in a while. And they finally decided, yes, let's do it last night. Let's do it. And, you know, Toss, my husband said, okay, when can you meet? And this guy said, well, nine o'clock at night. Cause I've got to, you know, I got to put my kids to bed and do that whole thing. So Toss is like, great, I'll meet you. So so he goes and hangs for a few hours. And I am the type that if I know someone is coming home to me, I, I can't fully relax. I can't fully fall asleep until I know that person is safe and home, right? If they're not coming home and they're staying out or whatever, or I'm alone by myself, I have no problem sleeping by myself, none whatsoever. Don't get scared. I don't stay up fretting. I'm fine. But if I know someone's coming home, there's just a little bit of that. I can't rest. And so, you know, it was 11, 11.30, 12. And 
you know, I said, hey, you know, just check in, you know, when you plan on coming home. Not in a, you know, nagging way, but, you know, just just let me know. I'm just waiting to go to sleep. <laughs> and he said, yeah, we're wrapping things up. I'll be home very soon. And another hour goes by and he's not responding to the messages and my texts of concern. And after, after that, you know, 30, 40 minutes of unresponse, I just, I knew he was dead. I knew he was lying in a ditch somewhere. And I went through all of the steps that I needed to do to bury my husband. And my mind went, I mean, you guys, it went super fast. You know, a couple of my initial thoughts were, okay, I'm going to contact Stephanie, my dear friend and upline in doTERRA. And she's going to be the kind of, you know, run interference with everybody and kind of tell everybody not to contact me. I don't want to hear from anybody. I don't want any voxes. I appreciate the love and the support, but I can't handle it. Like just, you know, she's going to take on that and kind of, you know, and, and the doTERRA team will be fine, you know, financially, it'll be fine. I'll have a few months to just do nothing. I can let the team, you know, sort themselves out. They're good leaders. They're great leaders. It'll be fine. I'll take the, the, um, the life insurance and reinvest that and just, you know, have that as extra, extra and, and to live off of the interest. And, and then I was like, I'll have my parents call Dre, my best friend and get her on a plane because I'm going to need her. I don't want anybody else really around me or like in my space, but I know that she could handle it even though it'd be hard for her, she'd be here. She'd make sure I'd get fed. Um, you know, Colin, he's going to do the funeral. He'll officiate, maybe Jesse. Um, you know, she's a pastor. They could do it together. And then thinking about the songs that he would want. And then I go, oh my gosh, did this man even realize how much I loved him? Like, I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew how much I appreciated him. And, and I should have told him, I should have told him more that nobody has loved me no one has ever loved me the way he's loved me and he doesn't know like and so then in my mind I'm thinking okay he's in heaven right now maybe I could talk to him and you know I was like honey I'm so sorry I didn't tell you enough and I hope you you know I hope you can look down and you know hopefully you're not looking up but hopefully you're looking down and I'm just kidding <laughs> he's for sure going to heaven you guys <laughs> my, my me I'm in question but he's for sure going gonna be there and and so I'm, I'm talking to him and going, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I hope you know. And, you know, I was so broken and you loved me through it and I should have shown you more. I have, I've been so unloving and unkind at times to you. And so I go through all the practicality of it. Who's going to take on what roles and, you know, where, we're, where he's going to be buried. Um, and by the time he comes home, you know, it's a little after one. He comes home. I'm a mess. I'm crying, um, but I've sorted things out. But I'm like, you know, I'm sad. And he was like, "Honey, what's wrong?" And I was like, "I've I've already buried you. Like you're dead." And I just like listed out the whole thing. And it was ridiculous. You know, definitely ridiculous. However, as we were dialoguing it, I go. And actually, he said this. He said, well, great. If it happens, you've actually, you're already like, you've already got it planned out. Like he was very matter of fact, like that's just one less thing you have to worry about. Let's just, you know, tomorrow, just write it all out and have it, have it down so you don't have to think about it. And, and then we had some pretty morbid conversations after that. Like, okay, well, where do you want to be buried? And, you know, he told me a couple spots. Then he was like, I mean, really though, if it's, if it's, 
this isn't a possibility, but if it were possible, I'd want to be buried in Haiti. And I said, that's where I want to be buried too. And, and then I was like, no, that's just way, wait. I can't even fathom how much that would cost to ship his body to Haiti to go bury him. And then I'm like, in my practical mind, I'm like, why don't I just like carry your corpse? Like get a, a ticket, like have you like sit next to me. I'll carry you. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, just put me in the, you know, have me in the Miami hotel, um, that's not morbid and, you know, driving through to port, but like just ridiculous conversations and, and, and what song do you want? Right. And he said, Oh, I want Johnny swim to come and play, um, live while we're young. And, and I want it live. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. Make sure Austin gets that to happen. <laughs> and it was good. It was really, really good because it gave me a course of action because here's the reality and this this is in fact my reality i've had so much death in the last 2 years that and and we have we've put ourselves in dangerous situations before to where you know our lives have, our lives have been at risk multiple times and so the reality of one of us dying is probably higher than than other friends that we have in our circles in in the states and it actually turned turned out to be a really good thing and a beautiful conversation that we had. And whereas before, you know, maybe I would have beaten myself up about, oh, why are you being so negative? And again, don't speak that out. Don't speak that over him. He's he's not dead. He's alive. He's not dying in a ditch somewhere. Like he didn't get a car accident. He's coming home to his family, you know, name it and claim it. And I get that. I get that line of thinking, you guys. I do. I'm not discounting the power of words and the power of thought. But I do think that there's a little bit of gray. And I I tend to live in the gray, which is kind of rare as a one. I'm a one on the Enneagram, if you can't tell. And it, I actually do prefer to go after the gray areas and live in this, this grayness. And I think that our negativity, our pessimistic, our worst case scenario mindset can actually be an asset to people. I think that God has given that gift of of foresight, of looking ahead and seeing the potential hurdles, setbacks, uh, dangers in the road, possibilities, and mapping out a way through them. I actually think that's a beautiful gift that we can quelch in the name of just be positive, just be positive. And sometimes positivity is not helpful. Sometimes it's blinding. Sometimes it's enabling to ourselves, to other people. And so it was good. It was it was a good conversation. We stayed up till, I don't know, two or three last night, just mapping out his funeral and, and dialing in the details of it. <laughs> And I learned, I learned more things about him. I learned more about me and came to the realization of, I'm not telling this man nearly enough how much I appreciate him. And that's a good thing. And that was birthed out of my negative, worst case scenario, frame, frame of mind. That was some good that came out of that. So, I don't know, next time you're, you, you go down the, the rabbit whole of, you know, the whole worst case scenario, flesh it out. 
That's one thing my my therapist has been encouraging me to do with certain situations and things I'm pondering and future life paths and different scenarios. She's like, flesh it out. What would it really look like? Let's let's talk about the reality of if you walked down this path. Flesh it out. And so sometimes it's good to do that because we discover more about us and how we can become better by being so negative, <laughs> by, by thinking, what's the worst thing that could happen right now? And it makes you, at least in this instance, talking about death and life, it made me once again realize how fragile life is, how it can all be gone in an instant. And I know that sounds so cliche, guys, but if anyone in your life gets that phrase, it is me. I get the phrase of how fragile life can be. It can be gone in an instant, and I've seen it so many times. When I leave Haiti, every time, I know that the person I just hugged, at least one of them, I will never hug again. And so I'm really mindful. I've, I've disciplined myself to be mindfully present in every moment. We don't really have that here in America. You know, if someone dies in a car accident, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's big news in, in, in your world. Not that car accidents are rare here, I'm not saying that, but within your personal community, if someone dies that way, which is a very common way to die, um, you know, it's a big deal. In Haiti, car accidents, I mean, they are just, I can't tell you how many, how many dead bodies I've seen on the side of the road. And it's very, 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 very common there. And so... Maybe today, if you have that tendency to think negatively or have a pessimistic mind, reframe it and see how that can actually be a gift. Because I believe it can be. I do.